Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's August 17th, 2021, and we're up to episode 115. I'm Gavin Pickin, and Eric Peterson is joining me today. Hey, Gavin. Glad to be back. Yeah, I know. We missed a week there. I was gallivanting around with the kids trying to enjoy a little bit more uh, time before they got back to school, but everyone's back to school this week, so. Ah, same here. Yep. So we might see some more news flowing once everyone's off kid duty uh, <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. But uh, we do have some news for you today. Don't worry. And uh, thanks, everybody, joining us in the chat. But first off, let's uh, thank our sponsor, Order Solutions. Without them, this podcast and a lot of other things, box product related, wouldn't be there. So a few ways you can say thanks to Orders for all those great box products is uh, liking, subscribing our videos on YouTube, whether it's this podcast or some of the other videos. Uh, if you want more videos, we have a whole lot up on CFCast, which is our subscription service. So there's free and paid content every week, and that's cfcast.com. And we also have a book out by Audis this year, 102 Cold Box HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks, which is available on Gumroad. So those are three ways you can give back to Audis and say thank you for all the things that we do. And obviously, we have uh, our amazing patron supporters. You want to tell us about those beautiful people? Those beautiful people are currently providing 100% of the funding for this podcast. We have 39 Patreons, and they are also now supporting 41% of the Forgebox website. So all those great packages that we're hosting. And we are so grateful to all of you. You can join yourself at patreon.com slash order solutions. We now offer annual memberships. You pay for the year, get a 10% discount as well as all the lovely perks if you sign up at the bronze level or higher. I believe it's bronze. Yeah, bronze level or higher, you get uh, some the cool stuff like CFCast and the Forgeboss Pro account. But uh, we have a few perks for every patron supporter. We'll tell you a bit more about that at the end when we thank our patron sponsors by name. Okay, well, you want to get us started with the, the biggest news, I think, right here. Yes, Into the Box 2021 speakers and schedule have been published. If you head to intothebox.org, you can see our two-day extravaganza and all of the different sessions that you can view. I'm a little nervous as a, um, a nerd myself <laughs> that we chose to name the rooms after... Uh, Trek and Wars, like Star Trek and Star Wars. Now I feel like I have to choose, but I love both. I don't know. And then the content, I, it's going to be hard. Yeah. So those who are watching get to see the screen here as I'm scrolling through. So some familiar faces, a couple of new faces as well. A lot of cool content here for sure. Um, so I'm really happy to, to see that. And we do have a lot of sessions. Uh, I believe there's 14 sessions on the first day. And we have 12 on the second day. We get you know, a little early because we know people have to leave to, to get out of their flights and uh, those types of things. But uh, a lot of great content. It's really hard picking it. So thanks, everybody, who submitted your uh, your topics. Uh, we do have a couple on standby, too, just in case something happens and someone's not able to, to make it. But uh, yeah, lots of great sessions there. Go check them out and, uh, and figure out what we got going on. 
but uh, definitely a lot of great stuff there, and we're excited to, to bring it for you. Uh, David Levin in the chat asked about uh, hotel info. David, on the site, you can scroll down underneath the speakers, and it will tell you the hotel. It's at the Hyatt Place Houston, and there is a group code to receive a discounted rate if you would like to use that. So that is right on the main page for you there. Very cool. And just a, a side note, too, uh, we love the hotel and, and everything they do for us. But just a, a bit of advice, whenever you're looking, uh, always look on some uh, travel sites as well. Sometimes they may be able to beat that group rate we have. Not always. Uh, usually it is a really good rate, and they do give us a good discount there. But, you know, it never hurts to just double-check shop around. But uh, it, it does help us by using that code. But, you know, if you can find a better deal, go for it. So, um but it is a great venue. We're looking forward to being back there again. So very excited. Okay. Next up, we have an oldest webinar for August. So this is coming up next week. Uh, and that's going to be CB validation, validate all the things with Javier. And uh, Javier's going to be going through um, basically the validation suite that we all got to know and love uh, CB validation. And uh, it's a really great module and I think it's going to be a great uh, webinar. So you can actually get in there and register right now. And if you go to the autosolutions.com slash events page uh, and go to webinars, you'll see that webinar um, and you can see all our previous ones too, which are available on cfcast.com for free for free. Yep. For free. And uh, this is a good one for everybody because let's be honest, you all validate something. Like that's what our apps take in data, make sure it's right, do something with it. So uh, come see how CB validation can cut down on a bunch of that boilerplate and do a lot of the repetitive stuff for you. Yep, for sure. They've got a lot of cool little helpers. I know you help with some of the, the fluent helpers and this is a pretty cool little workflow with CB validation now. Uh, so I really like the way it works and definitely easier than doing it yourself, which you can do, but uh, why, why reinvent the wheel? Okay. Next up, we have a Adobe webinar for August as well. So this is actually tomorrow, August 18th, and that's between nine and 10 Pacific time. And that is exploring CF modules in the CLI with Mark Takata. So this is going to be focused on the Cold Fusion 2021. Um, they have made it a modular install. So each of the pieces that you need in your application, you'll need to add using their uh, CFPM command line tool. This is something I need to go watch because I know nothing about 2021. It's like this. At this point, I've made it like a scary black box. It's like, I don't know how it works. Somewhere yeah. off in the distance, somebody's made a command box image for me, and I'm just glad that works. Yeah, I've done a few <laughs> little bits and pieces with it and just the basics, but yeah, I should probably learn a, few, a lot more about it too. <laughs> so that will be, uh, yeah, let's say tomorrow, you can register, uh, and Eric's put the link in the chat, and we have the show notes here as well. But if you go to coldfusion.adobe.com, you'll see them listed there. I did not see them posted on Twitter, but I have seen a few Facebook ads for them. So uh, if you're on Facebook, follow Adobe, and you should see these pop up in your, in your timeline. Okay. Another Adobe event coming up. There is a one-day workshop uh, just titled Adobe Cold Fusion Workshop. And that will be on Wednesday, August 25th. Yep. And that's going to be um, with Damien, and I can't pronounce his name. Bruin de 
looks Dutch. Yes. Belgium. And it is actually in Central European time. So it's going to be one of those for the Europeans or someone who wants to get up at a very different time (laughs) in the Americas. (laughs) That's that's great. So go ahead. We'll throw that link in the show note and you can register for that one as well. It is free. Yep. No cost there. And And uh, for those watching, I'll share my screen here real quick because there is a pretty big agenda for what they are actually expecting to get through. So it's quite a lot of uh, good content. So if you look here, um, I mean, major features, how to, you know, use ColdFusion to test, develop, etc. But if you go to the actual gender page, it was pretty impressive. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, so variables and data types are starting from creating arrays and working with arrays and structs, etc. Um, you know, ternary wow. operators and everything, looping over structures, lists, etc. Reusing code with CF includes and CF imports and CF, you know, custom tags and application framework, database operations, object oriented programming. So there's a lot of content in this. So they're even giving you an introduction to ORM. That is ambitious yeah in in half an hour (laughs) yeah there's a lot of content they're trying to get through there so um but sounds like a good a good workshop for sure and i'm sure there's plenty of things to pick up on and learn on on top of what you already know if you are existing developer so awesome yep pretty cool and then we have uh one more webinar in september and that is going to be hit in the clouds, installing ColdFusion on Azure and AWS with Mark Takata. So that's going to be Wednesday, September 22nd, uh, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, Pacific time. And that's basically, you know, helping you get your CF instance moved to the cloud. If you don't know where to start, this might be a good way to get started. And so they'll do it on uh, AWS and Azure and shows how uh, the, a- the Adobe ColdFusion 2021 installs on each of those. So... That sounds like a, a pretty exciting uh, webinar as well. Definitely. Love all the content that Adobe's getting out there. Yep. So. Mark's working hard in his new position. He's doing a great job. And so it's good to see all of this content out there. We had a couple of releases in the last couple of weeks. Lucy 5.3.8.201 is a stable release of Lucy 5.3.8. It fixed some regressions in the 537. I don't believe there were any new features on that. No. So go ahead and spin that up in command box or your favorite other way to get your versions of Lucy. Yep. So there's a couple of tickets for increasing debugging, but there was, looks like there's like 10 different issues addressed in here. So that's uh, quite a lot. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a good amount of uh Good amount of fixes in that release. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, as they mentioned, it's basically just to, to fix the regressions. Uh, I don't think there's any major plans for 538 going forward except for fixing regressions and tiny bug fixes. So I even believe I heard the last uh, bit was they really want to be focused on six next. Um, so yeah, we'll that's the goal. That's, we'll see if that's what happens. Yeah, they're trying to make 538 a, a big stable release so they can get 6 out the door. And right. I'm sure that 6 is going to be a, a big undertaking. So they'll continue to support 538 going forward. Um, but yeah. So if you haven't uh, updated that and you're using 538, you may have a few regressions that you may want to update this to try and resolve those. 
Okay, and then next up we had a CF config release um, from Brad. So version 1.6.0 was released, and it looks like he's got a, a pretty good number of changes in here. Have you had a chance to to dive into this one yet? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say more new features rather than changes. This should work fine for anybody already using CF config. Um, but if you've ever had to deal with getting the right configuration to the Lucy web context versus the Lucy server context, this release is going to help you a lot to do that. Um, there's also some new environment variables that you can set or server JSON keys. The old ones still work fine. Uh, the new ones are going to be the ones going forward. So, yeah. Got it here. Okay. So, yeah, some new environmental variables, some file conventions. Talks about Lucy password handling, secure by default passwords, um, export on stop. Oh, that's right. That's where you can actually export your, um, your file whenever you stop the server. So, very cool. So yeah, a lot of good stuff in there. If you're using cfconfig, that's definitely worth checking out and see how it applies to you. Or how it doesn't apply to you. All my projects have just kept going and just fine. So you may that find that too. you don't need that. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about cfcast. So it looks like they're still pumping out lots of uh, great quick workshop videos from the quick workshop you recorded. Yes, I believe we're only on step two, and I had like step nine or ten. So like, there, there's a lot coming still. You're gonna definitely get your money's worth. You can subscribe to get access to all those, or if you would rather, you can purchase access to the Quick Workshop itself standalone. You'll have access uh, to that um, forever on CFCast. You can go visit the series page and take care of that if you'd rather purchase it that way. Yep. For those watching, you can see here, so there's a price for the workshop and you can uh, get that. Yeah, so you've got a couple of hours of videos that are already released and there's more and more being added all the time, right? Yes, every week we're adding some videos here to, on the Quick Workshop. And um, like I said, I, we're getting up to like step, I'm trying to find it, but like eight, nine or 10. So that, two hours of video will probably end up being, you know, six at the end of this. Yeah. It was a full day and obviously people had time when they do the workshop to work through. I mean, you spend probably, actually there was a two day workshop, right? So one or two. Um, I believe this was a two day workshop. Yeah. So there's a lot of time actually doing it. Obviously you can't be talking the whole time. So uh, yeah, a lot of good content and then following up and uh, doing the exercises. And that's really how you get the most out of these workshops is those exercises. So definitely recommend you do that. So I'm actually keeping up with this as well because I want to make sure I'm not missing something from quick, even though I'm using it on all my projects, it seems these days, even some legacy stuff. I started throwing quick into that to try and get up and running. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I finally found it. 13 steps. 13. So. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. You'll get your money's worth. <laughs> okay. So that's it for CFCast. Again, you see uh, CFCast.com. There's free and paid content. And if you get a, a Patreon bronze account or higher, you'll get that included for free or part of your subscription. Not free. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And let's talk about conferences. So I know we uh, had the GitLab conference a couple weeks back. Um, so 
right now the only conferences that i see coming up are our autist ones um so into the box 2021 september 23rd and 24th live in person uh no workshops and the schedule has been released for the sessions and the speakers so uh definitely go check that out it's uh, a lot of great content there and um i'm really excited about quite a few of the sessions there's quite a lot of new content too sometimes pe- speakers just talk uh and, you know have the same talks and they just modify them a little bit uh this year seems to be a, like a lot of new stuff maybe everyone's bored after being gone for covid for so long so some fresh stuff coming out <laughs> yeah yeah they're like let's get out of here <laughs> so uh lots of good stuff there and early bird tickets are still available get in at that cheaper price yep so into the box.org for the site and you can go to itb2021.eventbrite.com and obviously there's a link to purchase that from the main site as well okay into the box latam 2021 uh we're still scheduled in december so either the second or third uh we will confirm dates uh i know everyone's working hard into the box trying to get it uh ready to go so as soon as we have uh the dates confirmed for the latam into the box we will let you know i'm sure we'll be doing a call for speakers soon too especially for some of those spanish-speaking community members that want to speak at that conference as well i know brad's working on his uh, spanish but i'm not sure how that's going (laughs) (laughs) okay and if you want a few more conferences you can go to comps.tech and get a huge list of uh, conferences for almost any language uh, a lot of great stuff there and they they list in person as well as online conferences so okay so ready for some blogs tweets and videos of the week uh just a few that was you know for missing a, a week there's still not that many blog posts i think it's just like you mentioned summer winding down school starting up everyone's trying to get everything in line so we have a few to talk about and uh we're excited for those Yep, so we already mentioned the Lucy release. Uh, We have that listed there, though, so you can go find out the release information and some of those issues. And we talked about Brad's uh, blog post, um, basically going over the CFconfig 1.6.0 release. But uh, we have a new one here from Ben Nadal, and this was something I never knew you could do with random range. So um, Ben's talking about algorithm arguments uh, basically in Lucy where you can actually use secure random uh, under the covers and so uh, let me share my screen for those who are watching because they can check out all the people and it's pretty pictures but yeah so this basically goes back to Ben's previous work dating back to 2007 which I thought was pretty crazy um, and so basically they're trying to create a, a random um, you know, secure token basically. And then, um, you know, using Java security secure random class. And then Henry Ho pointed out that he'd been using ran range with the, the SHA one PRNG algorithm. I don't know how you would say that. Um, basically for the same purpose. And since he's using Lucy, he dove into that. And one of the things he said was kind of nice because he doesn't know how cold fusion does it, but with Lucy, you can see the source code and actually see what they're doing. So, yeah, he kind of dove in there to see what they're what they're working on and, and trying to figure out how they're doing it. Um, and then basically he works through it thinking, well, maybe I should rewrite some of my old code. 
So this one here, uh, he basically has a little CFC that he's created and puts all the, the characters that he wants to use inside there. So he basically has all his characters in this variable called all values. And when you generate a password, um, it's basically going to go through the characters and get a random character out of those values and append it to the array. And so this is where the, the trick comes in. With the random range, I didn't realize you could pass a third parameter, which is the algorithm. So I always just use random range, you know, one to 15 or whatever to get my numbers and, you know, a random range of stuff. But um, basically by throwing that in there, it just makes it a little more random. So, <laughs> so I never knew you could do that. And so he's obviously using the, the CFML trick where you can do value index basically to pull um, that character out of the, you know, out of the, the list of characters and, generate a random character that way. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Like, you know, I still like having password generators and everything else, but you know, I guess this, if this is cryptographically uh, random, then I guess that's good enough. Right. So. Yeah. I can see it in other cases where you need some sort of, you know, not just passwords, but you need some sort of a, like a random token, um, something like that, and you'd want it to be cryptographically secure, this will be a nice way to do that. Yeah, so very cool. Uh, I definitely uh, definitely like that one. So thanks, Ben, for sharing, as usual. Always great content. Uh, next up, we have a blog post from Mr. Adam Cameron about CFML static methods and properties. So this is kind of an overview of the static scope and static methods that you can use in Lucy 5 and Cold Fusion 2021. And uh, it's a very nice all-in-one spot way to read through this. Um, to be honest, I found it easier to follow his blog post than the Lucy docs. So maybe we should move some of these over there. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't ever used static uh, functions or static properties, not only will this tell you how to do that, but it gives a few examples of why you might want to. Um, for me, it comes down to readability, being able to give names to, like um, he uses a response object and you can have a not found or a forbidden, or you could put the I'm a teapot response on there and you don't have to remember what code that is. Um, or to have, I've always thought of a static methods as being great for like factory methods or named constructors where you want something a little bit more um, specific than just new object passing in six different parameters or whatever. You want to say new from this other object and now you have this named way to create it. So um, obviously his blog post does a much better job showing that than me blabbing here on the podcast. So check it out. Uh, see the examples that he has in there. I thought it was really well done. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, and that's one of those things that, you know, I've been supporting older versions for a while. I'm like, oh, man, I probably should probably learn this, right? <laughs> I know you can do it, know a little bit about it, but I think this will be a great blog post for anyone trying to get up to speed. So I'm definitely going to go through it and read it with more detail because I don't use static stuff yet, and I probably should learn when and why I should. Okay. So next up, we have an interesting one from Robert Zender. Um, this was interesting because he's putting Jasper to framework one 
And so I was like, wait, what? And he, the funny thing is, is uh, he likes to work on interesting projects. And he says, and like, I started reading the blog and I got a little confused. He's like, I must, I'll be the first to admit I love all the stuff. And when I need to pound out something quickly, you know, I love using command box and, you know, cold box and everything else. And it's like, I'm like, okay, then why are you doing it in framework one? And then he's like, <laughs> I like to push myself a little. So I thought it might be interesting to write code, uh, how to basically code Jasper and something that I wasn't comfortable with. So this is basically, you know, a little educational uh, process that he went through to sort of condense Jasper's code and then, you know, basically convert it to framework one. So Jasper is uh, basically a static site generator and... I'd never heard of Jasper either, so it was a, a bit of a learning curve, but uh, it was kind of interesting to sort of walk through his process there. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I think it's always good to take uh, inspiration from different frameworks, different languages. Uh, we don't want to be standing still, not innovating. So it'll be interesting to see what he pulls away. Um, we at Ordis have always known that Framework 1 is a lean um, you know, no frills framework. And uh, that works for a lot of people in a lot of cases. And so it'll be interesting to see how it works for him and Jasper, what things he likes, what things he misses. Um, yeah. See if there's anything for us to change or if it really is just a difference in tools, you know, uh, all tools don't have to be all things. So. Yep, exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of curious, uh, how it works out and I hadn't even heard of Jasper. So yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Now I'm, now I'm curious. <laughs> yep. For sure. So very cool. Thanks for sharing that Robert. Okay. So that gets us to the end of our blog post. So next up, let's talk about jobs. So uh, we have seven jobs listed since our last podcast two weeks ago. So there was a, a few good ones here. And I think one of them is one of the ones uh, from one of our supporters uh, over at InLeague. So I see a full stack developer, Vue.js, and CFML in Austin, Texas. So I believe that's uh, that's Sam with InLeague. Um, but there's a, a few other blog posts here as well. So we have um, a Cold Fusion developer in uh, Kolkata, India. We have a developer in Oregon, United States. We have a remote position for Confusion Developer in London. And again, uh, the full stack developer of Vue.js and CFML in Austin, Texas. Uh, we have another application developer in London and a senior software developer in Florida. So, oh, and one more, the the Kolkata one again. So maybe that's a duplicate there. So but quite a few good job opportunities listed there. Uh, definitely go check those out. And uh get cfmljobs.com and if you follow them on twitter you'll see their posts as they release uh, that content as well we also have our uh, evergreen job posts um i joke just because they've been up there forever but they still are so come apply yep. both um a u.s time zone availability and one on our el salvador team so yep. head over to order solutions.com slash about dash us slash careers 
Yeah, we've definitely got a lot of projects that are in the queue and we're, uh, we're trying to beef up our team to try and take on more opportunities and help more in the community get things done the box way. Um, so obviously, if you don't know, we don't just work on open source projects. We, we, uh, do client work where we work either as the entire team or we sub, you know, supplement the team or we do training. So there's a lot of different things we do. And so lots of opportunities for developers to, to join the team and work on some very cool and interesting projects. Okay, next up, our Forgebox module of the week. And this one is one that you actually uh, wanted to talk about. So I'll let you do the damage. <laughs> That's right. So this one is the Unleash SDK. So Unleash is one of many options out there if you want to add feature flags to your application. And if you've listened to our podcast at all, you've heard us talk about Ben Nadal's love for feature flags. And um, we had a client that wanted to use the Unleash library. And um, we first tried to use their Java SDK and it it worked, uh, but we wanted to do some other things with it, make it integrate better, a little bit better into Coldbox, a little more automatic. So we built our own, ended up being very straightforward. And in fact, my favorite thing was getting it working in the background. So um, the way their Java- I did see something about Coldbox async scheduling. (laughs) Yes, so the way their Java SDK worked and most of their libraries is that it will pull down the list of your feature flags and it will refresh them every, you know, 10 seconds or whatever period you give it. And that way, when you ask, hey, do is this feature enabled? It doesn't have to make an API request. It just uses whatever is down, downloaded already. And getting that um, to sync in the background with the Coldbox async engine was so straightforward. I was, I was dreading it at first when I realized that I needed to do that. And I think it took me, uh, whew, I mean, less than half a day to get like the hang of that to get everything up. Then I got to add metrics that send every 60 seconds in the background. It's just, it's beautiful. And just made me very happy and it makes me want to do much more async programming. So um, if you're curious in seeing an example of like the async engine in action with Coldbox, especially in the module, you can go ahead and check out the source code uh, on our GitHub and Coldbox modules Unleash SDK. And if you are in the market for a feature flag implementation, I'm no, I've we've read a bunch of been at all posts, but using it, I am a believer. It was amazing to be able to <laughs> deploy code, let a couple users through, let half of them through, take it back, change it. Like there's like no downtime, even when we would uh, make a mistake or make a decision that we decided to take back. Like it was amazing. Unleash is free. Uh, if you host it yourself, obviously our SDK is free. So it was a lot of fun working on it, and I'm excited to use it in a bunch of projects moving forward. Very cool. So we have to have our Autos Unleash uh, server set up here so we can start using it everywhere, huh? That's right. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. So next up, we have. Our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. And so this one uh, I actually hadn't seen. Uh, it's hard because uh, we've been doing these for uh, you know 115 episodes now. There's a lot of great uh, 
extensions that we cover. And today we're going to talk about another one I didn't even know about is the JavaScript ES6 code snippet. So uh, a lot of the oddest ones that we've have, the extensions, they have code snippets for test box and, you know, and cold box, etc. But this one here is mainly for JavaScript. And it's actually pretty cool that it supports uh, JavaScript TypeScript, but also supports React, TypeScript React, HTML and Vue. And so if you scroll down, you can look through some of the, the tippets, but the shortcut is basically you type a three letter uh, trigger and then push tab and then it'll complete it for you. So the only time this doesn't work is when you start typing in a new tab because it's the, what you named your variable and all of a sudden a snippet <laughs> fires. You're like, oh, dang it. So you have to do space tab. But um, yeah, it's a lot of different things from something as simple as importing a module, you know, IMP tab. Um, but if you wanted to do, um, you know, the entire module without a module name, or if you want to do destructor, uh, destructing imports and you scroll down here, there's class helpers in here to be able to, you know, do different things. So if you're doing getting and setting of properties, if you want, um, just an array of things. So for each loops or for loops, for in loops, you know, all these different things you can do and the things we write day in day out and we you know do them 150,000 times a day uh if you remember the little triggers you can uh fire those off quickly and i'm sure there's some of them that you you always struggle with there's a few that i remember doing in jquery that i'd do over and over and i'd always mess up one character and i don't know why but it was just ingrained the wrong way so uh, so yeah so obviously you can make your own snippets. That's one of the things that VS Code has, um, but having these already pre-built for you is pretty cool. And uh, in the console here, there's some I'm like, I didn't even know you could do that. So, you know, it starts talking about uh, asserting and grouping and, you know, some of these uh, definitely like the console table. Uh, for those who haven't tried it, that's really cool. But um, yeah, lots of cool stuff. So a lot of great triggers in here and again, yeah, type a few letters and hit that tab key and away you go. And so if you want to find out more, uh, you can you know, check those out uh, through the GitHub repo as well. I need to do more snippet use. I don't use enough of them and I know my life will be better once I learn a few more. <laughs> Same with just shortcuts in general. There's so many great ones with uh, VS Code. So, but yeah, do you have that one installed yet, Eric? Um, I don't. I tend to be like uh, I'm trying to think of a funny word for it, like artisanal. I make my own snippets. Yeah. Um, not because I think they're better, but I remember them when I make my own. Yeah. Whereas when I install a pack, I just get confused with everything out there. So. Yeah. No, I I agree on that. I mean, you definitely have to learn them. That's usually I have a cheat sheet somewhere, but then if you have a cheat sheet to look them up, you might just want to copy paste them from <laughs> Notepad <laughs> or something else, right? But uh, you know, if you once you get into them, you definitely learn them. And there's a few, you know, people you like Emmett. It takes a little while to get used to, but once you get used to it, people love that too. And yeah, so that's also a a place that um, pair programming can be helpful. Uh, I know when I pair with people, I like to point out keyboard shortcuts that I can use uh, that get me around faster. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, as long as you're not doing it in a like know-it-all annoying way, I think it can be very helpful, especially if somebody's using, this is for me, if somebody's using VS Code or Sublime or any of these and they don't, and they have not yet learned that you can use Control-P and jump to any file just by typing 
Yeah. I, I'm that's maybe a big a one. Tiny bit annoying whenever they go to a file, I go, Oh, use control P. Use control P. Because <laughs> yeah. as, as soon as you do it a few times, you get into the habit, and then, yeah, you're saving, you know, a few seconds hundreds of times a day. Yeah. So. And, and depending on your project, it might be a lot more than a few seconds trying to find yeah. the file. <laughs> especially, <laughs> True. especially when you jump around, if you're jumping from handlers to models and all of a sudden you're on a model and you go to look in the directory, you're nowhere near the handlers. You have to like click on a handler so you get back to the same folder. I've done that one. Just that's another little cheat I use sometimes too. If I can't remember the name of the file, I want, what am I looking for? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but, uh, I think you're right, though. It's like one of the cases is you don't know you don't know it. You know, if you knew you didn't know yeah. it, you'd know it. And so a lot of times if someone says, you know, you can do this. You're like, that's amazing. You've just changed my world. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> so that's how I take it when you're telling me what to do uh, or repair programming. So, yeah, I definitely appreciate it. So very cool. OK, well, so that's your VS Code hint tip and trick of the week. We have a few extras for free there. <laughs> control P, control P. Okay, next up, our beautiful Patreon supporters. I don't know why I keep saying beautiful, but you guys are awesome. So I agree on that one much, at least. Because they are. They are all beautiful. We see their pretty pictures on the on the Autis website. If you go to autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors, you can see them all. Um, but also, if you want to find out more about the Patreon packs, you can go to patreon.com slash autosolutions. But you want to tell us those perks again, Eric? Yeah, so all Patreon supporters get a special profile badge on our community website, community.ordersolutions.com, and access to a private forum there that you can get help from us Ordis folk. In addition, anybody subscribing at the bronze level or up get a free pro, uh, well, get a Forgebox Pro and a CFCast subscription as a perk. Yep, that's a, a big win. and. I know a lot of people were supporting us on Patreon and uh, Forgebox Pro and CFCast, and so having it all in one place is probably better for their uh, accounting as well. So right. <laughs> we definitely uh, thank all of you for that. And without you, we wouldn't be able to make great tools like Command Box and Forgebox and Cold Box and Test Box and all those other boxes and our package management and cloud infrastructure and all those other things. So it definitely helps. And uh, obviously this podcast is just one of those many products and uh, we're glad that we can chat with you guys. But before we go into that, I just want to um, make a point. Charlie was saying too, that Fusion Reactor had a release 8.7.3. So those using Fusion Reactor will uh, want to look at updating. Uh, the blog post should be out on it um, very soon. Uh, it's not just bug fixes. Um, there are some enhancements as well. So um, he just wanted to make sure we, we knew that. So sorry I missed that earlier, Charlie. Uh, some good little chit-chat in there. Um, but yeah. So now, since you didn't do it last week, Eric, you can read the names. <laughs> That's right. Here we go. Thank you to John Wilson with Synaptrix, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, David Bellinger, Dean Ronder, Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, Jonathan Perrette, Mario Rodriguez, Jeffrey McGee at Sunstar Media, Yogesh Mathur, Joseph Lamery, Ben Nadal, Brett DeLine, Carl Von Stetten, Charlie Earhart, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, Didier Lesnicki, Edgardo Cabezas, Jan Yannick, Jason Diger, Jeff McLean, Jeremy Adams, Jonas Erickson, Jordan Clark, Kai Koenig, Laxma Titradi, 
Leon Saramelis, Matthew Darby, Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Patrick Flynn, Ross Phillips, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Oden, Stephanie Monge, and Stephen Klotz. Thank you for supporting this podcast and all of your favorite Order Solutions products. Yeah, we thank you so much. So uh, don't forget the registration for the Autos webinar is uh, up and going for next week's webinar. We have uh, the Adobe webinar tomorrow. So lots of great stuff for you and uh, have and a great Into the week. box. Yep. Don't forget to sign up for that. But uh, everyone have a great week and enjoy getting your kids back to school and getting a little more quiet time. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Have a good week. Bye, everybody. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.